Welcome. We made it. I kind of feel like that, right? There's a lot of pieces that have to get into place for all of us to get here on retreat. So again, I extend a welcome to everybody. What a delight it is to be here. So those of you who have been to retreats at IRC before know that we have a theme for retreats. Not all retreat centers do that, but uh, we do this. And this theme, we like to talk about happiness and the path of practice. Sometimes, you know, in the Buddhist scene, we're paying a lot of attention to suffering. This is suffering. This is the origin of suffering. This is the cessation of suffering. This is the path leading to the cessation, right? The Four Noble Truths. Many of you have heard of those. If you haven't, that's perfectly fine, too. So there's a lot of teachings about suffering. But we'd like to introduce something, you know, that maybe the flip side of that, happiness. It's an integral part of the path. And we'll be talking about this as the days go on, like how it's integral and the different ways it shows up. But before we go there, I want to say that... Whoops. I feel like maybe my voice is getting quiet when I turn my head or something. This sounds a little better, right? This is very clear, so... seems like me and microphones aren't always friendly. Is this better? Can you see, Nikki, do I need to, like... Okay, if this doesn't work, <laughs> there we go. I have one that I see that's all set for me and it works. But then I, well, thank you, Nikki. So happiness. When we bring up this topic, we do not want to deny the difficulties that we all have, all of us have. And so sometimes you might even right now be in the midst of some difficulties. So we don't want to pretend like difficulties don't exist. We don't want to repress them, push them under the rug, or somehow pretend that they're not there. But instead, Nikki and I would like to, and Shania too, would like to maybe encourage us to flesh out our experience And notice that the difficulties isn't the only thing that is happening all the time. It's easy to kind of get focused on that, but to recognize that the path of practice, our life, is a mixture. Things that are difficult, things that are neutral, and things that are pleasant. And there's such a range of you know, pleasantness and a range in difficulties. So just to recognize this kind of range and to recognize not only that there are a range of experiences, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, but so much about this practice is about shifting our relationship to our experience. Of course we don't get to change and manufacture, engineer, and have all the experiences we want and only the experiences we want. But this practice is about maybe seeing things in a different way, 
feeling things in a different way, from a different perspective, from a, have a different um, idea about it. I like that uh, something that Gil Fronstall said so many years ago, but it really stuck with me. He said, it's not so much that with this practice that all your problems get solved, even though we all wish that it would. And I wish that all your problems would be solved too. I really do. But with this practice, it's not that all the problems get solved. It's that they get dissolved. So what I mean by that, and I've discovered this for my own self, my own practice, is that something out there that is troubling, not sure, I mean, we have not sure what to do with one's life in general, or maybe you have a coworker that's difficult, maybe you have bodily pain. This practice doesn't make all those things go away, but it can have the problemness drain out of them. So that they're maybe no longer difficult. There's just something that's happening and it's unpleasant, but we can be with it. So happiness is maybe more this, not so much about getting everything perfect, but about shifting our relationship to what's already there. And for some of you, this will be bad news because you were actually wishing everything would be perfect. Of course we do. Of course we do. But maybe if I could have, say, maybe two primary messages for this retreat and for the path of practice, is this first one that I've already said, The path is a mixture of difficulties and happiness. So just like our lives, but also this path of practice, this movement towards greater freedom, this movement towards greater peace and ease, well-being. It's a mixture of difficulties and happiness. It's not about no pain, no gain, we got to strive, we got to work really hard. It's Not just that, even though sometimes we do have to put in effort. And it's not about just blissing out or cruising, even though sometimes there can be bliss and cruising. It's a mixture, just like all of life. And we'll learn to like tune into some of the happiness parts. But also, maybe the second one of the messages I'd like to say, just on this opening evening, is that happiness isn't always a big, grand experience. Sometimes we're looking for the big wahoo moments, of course, like we all love that. But part of this will be to recognize that this happiness, this well-being joy, contentment, so many words that we can use. It's present in different forms and different situations, and often we miss them. Because we're focused on what's difficult, 
it's natural that we're focused on what's difficult because we're trying to solve problems. And we have, of course, all of us have uh, ancestors that solved certain problems so that they didn't get eaten by saber-toothed tigers. But for this part of this uh, retreat, we'll be pointing to some of these often overlooked sources of happiness that are available to all of us. They tend to be less obvious, but more accessible. So we can avail ourselves of them. And then maybe I'll just end with this, um, something just in case you're thinking, well, okay, well, that's cute that you guys are thinking about happiness. That sometime I was uh, poking around in the suttas and the, the sacred Buddhist literature of this tradition. And I was looking at, well, what happens when people get awakened? Or what happens when some people, like they heard the stories of the Buddha and then we discover that they become awakened? And so when I looked back at this and was really paying attention, there was something that I noticed that I hadn't noticed before. So here's a little phrase that shows up a number of times in the suttas for uh, a number of different individuals that the Buddha is talking to. In this case, he's talking to somebody called Upali. When the Buddha knew that Upali's heart was ready, receptive, free from hindrances, uplifted and confident, he expounded the teachings special to the Buddha's suffering, its origin, its cessation, and the path leading to the cessation of suffering. Uplifted. This is a key part of discover more freedom and peace is when the heart is uplifted. This doesn't have to be a big grand experience. In fact, earlier today I went for a little hike and like this time of year, after all the rain that we've had, everything is so green and wildflowers. I just felt this like uplift, puffy clouds. Somebody was telling me earlier that there's a lot of bunny rabbits here right now. I haven't seen one yet, but you know, there's something that just has a little bit of delight or uplift. And so part of this retreat will be tuning into is that is part of the path of practice, as well as really some big feelings of well-being, happiness and joy. But right now, maybe we'll just think a little bit about uplift and delight. It's an integral part of this path of practice. So with that, I'll turn it back over to Nikki. Thank you, Diana. That was lovely. I love thinking of the theme of our uh, retreat as not just happiness and the path of practice, but uplift and the path of practice. 
I was just reflecting that given that it's spring right now, this is a perfect time to have this retreat on this theme. Uplift, happiness, and the path of practice, so important. Um, and and we'll explore different aspects of it, different dimensions of it this this week together in so many ways. Not turning away, as, as Diana was saying, not turning away, not pushing away difficulty, but actually noticing uplift, noticing gladness, noticing goodness allows us more space to be with what's difficult. So it's not a pushing away, it's making more space in our heart. Oh yes, this is good here. It's nice to be at IRC. It's nice to be silent. It's nice to sit and meditate. It's nice, it's nice, it's nice. That noticing those nice moments for the heart to be uplifted. Oh, it's nice that the soup was so delicious tonight. (laughs) Yeah. So... So we turn now to um, the formal beginning of a retreat. The formal beginning of a retreat entails a couple of things. Taking the refuges and, and the precepts. And if you've sat retreats before, you already, perhaps you've done this before, and if you haven't, it'll be explained to you. So, so... I'll talk about the refuges. So taking a refuge. So when we start a retreat, it's kind of a, it's, it's an, we enter into the sacred space of practice. We leave our daily life. We leave our, our home. We come to a retreat space, especially as this is a physical one, not online. And we leave our, our cell phones and computers and all the, the um, um, obligations, the connections, and we take, we take refuge. We take refuge. We take a break. It's a, and and this taking refuge and and taking the precepts. This this formal this formality that we'll go through in a moment, is kind of a a transition. Oh yes, now we're all together. We're going through this transition together. We're going through this transition together. And this transition, taking the refuges, is we're renouncing, we're giving up, taking refuge in in social media, in in constant busyness. We're we're taking refuge in what's called the triple gem, but it's not just the it's uh, the triple gem as the Buddha, Dharma, Sangha. But it's not just the physical Buddha. It's not this human being who lived and died. But we're taking refuge in our own Buddhahood, in our own awakening, that every single one of us, we can awaken. Yes, it's right here, the possibility. In our, we take refuge in our inner Buddha, in our inner wisdom. We take refuge. We take refuge in our own goodness, our own generosity, our own kindness, our own presence, our own beauty, inner beauty. We take refuge in that. So taking refuge in the Buddha, again, there's many ways to understand that, but but find your own relationship to it. Taking refuge in the goodness of my own heart, 
I'm here to awaken. Yes, I take refuge in that. I I connect with this goodness. I connect with that. The second one, taking refuge in the Dharma. The Dharma could be thought of as the teachings of the Buddha, the, the canon of teachings, the suttas, as, as beautifully um, quoted by um, the, the, uh, the sutta that was beautifully uh, quoted by Diana. So one understanding is taking refuge in the teachings that are going to support us this week. But another way to, to relate to that is to take refuge in the Dharma, not with capital D, as in the teachings of the Buddha, but small d. Small d Dharma could be translated as the law, the natural law of the universe. I take refuge in the natural law of the universe. That things that when you, for example, when you, when you sow kind seeds, kindness grows. Yeah, I take refuge in that. I take refuge in, in the natural law that if I cultivate goodness, kindness, stability, presence, oh yes, that's how my mind will have tendency to. So taking refuge in the natural law of how things are, the beautiful way that, yeah, there's, there's wisdom to the way this world to, to nature, nature outside, nature inside. I take refuge in that. Wow, I acknowledge that. I connect with that. And then the third one, taking refuge in the Dharma. I'm sorry, the, the Sangha. Of course, the Sangha. Sangha, the, the um, traditional way that could be understood, is the Sangha of awakened beings over the past 2,700 years or longer. It's just a Buddhist tradition, but of course awakening has been happening for a long time, even before the Buddha's teaching. So in the lineage of, of awakened ones and practitioners worldwide, past, present, future, but it can also be understood in more expansive way. I take refuge in the sangha that's here present, supporting me in my practice. We're sitting and walking together. And if I was the only person present, it would be much harder to show up for every sit. But oh yeah, the, the hall is full. Wow, how nice. I take refuge in the support of fellow practitioners, as well as the sangha of folks who have supported you to be here right now. So many people have supported you to be able to be here. Maybe a coworker at work, your relatives, family, friends, previous teachers, etc. So much support. So taking refuge in the goodness of so many hearts. Yes, all beings are cheering me on. All beings are cheering you on. Actually say that to yourself later when the go- if the going gets tough. Maybe you'll just be blessed out and happy. Who knows? But remember, you're taking refuge in the Sangha in the community of folks who are rooting for you, are rooting for you to cultivate, to cultivate your heart. So taking refuge in the Buddha, the Buddha within, externally, internally, in the Dharma, capital D, the teachings, small d, the way things are, and in the Sangha. 
both the tra- tra- traditional sangha and your own sangha, the hearts, these beautiful hearts who've supported you, your own included. So with that, let's t- take the refuges together. And I see you all, many of you have printouts. So let's just do it together. I won't do it call and a response. We'll just do it together. Ready? Okay. We'll start with the homage. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato sama sambuddhasa Namo tasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namo Tassa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Buddhang Saranangachami Dhammam Saranam Gachami Sangam Saranam Gachami Dutiampi Buddhang Saranam Gachami Dutiampi Dhammam Saranam Gachami Dutiampi Sangam Saranam Gachami Tatiampi Buddhang Saranam Gachami Tatiampi Dhammam Saranam Gachami Tatiampi Sangam Saranam Gachami And with that, I pass the baton to Tanya to uh, introduce the precepts, and we take them together. And how's my volume with my voice? Okay. I just always have to. I quiv- my heart quivers whenever I go for refuge. It's such a profound thing really to be here and in this space IRC is um, really quite a special place because it, it really is built and sustained and made by all of us together really inspired by the tradition of the Buddha and the Dana model generosity and so We come for refuge, and one of the huge things in the Dhamma is um, the intention not to cause harm to ourselves, to others, or both. And it's a huge support for our practice here to make these uh, commitments to train in ethical actions. I'm going to say that again. It's a huge support for your practice. This is not um, a side practice. Let this be how you 
create safeness for your heart to lift, to support the lifting of the hearts of the people sitting beside you. And it is a training. So the precepts are, sometimes people react to them like they're commandments or laws. But think of them as a a training for your own well-being and the well-being of others. A way to help usher your mind, cultivate your mind. To cultivate our minds, we need to cultivate our actions and to have the experience of um, being blameless is so nourishing, so uplifting. And um, where do we train? Where do we train with these precepts? Well, everywhere. Alone. Maintain noble silence and um, all five of the, the precepts that have to do with wise speech, wise action, keeping the mind clear, abstaining from sexual conduct, not harming, killing living beings. So there's nowhere here that we don't practice these precepts. And when we use them as a guide, they, they help us see where we become mindless and reactive instead of mindful and caring. So, let us take the precepts together. On your sheet. And we can... um, Let's do call and response. I'll read them and you repeat. For the duration of this retreat, I agree to refrain from taking life. I agree to refrain from taking that which is not given. I agree to refrain from sexual activity. I agree to maintain noble silence and to speak only when needed. I agree to refrain from taking intoxicants. And I'll just say that intoxicants, we do include the phones and the internet, right? Those are intoxicants too. 
And I'll also say that regarding sexual activity, that we actually are asking you to really, um, you, you know, you might you might find yourself having sexual thoughts or feelings. As much as possible, just help yourself turn that into just love. Put it in the earth when you walk. And um, when you finish up the retreat here, if there's somebody you want to talk to, don't, don't do it here. Okay, so just let it, let yourself let go of any notion that you might get the number, or, you know, just plant it in the earth as love. Creating a really an opportunity for everyone to feel deeply safe here. So, thank you so much. And um, back to you, Nikki, dear. Thank you. Beautiful. So we have now taken the refuges and the precepts, which means we have entered the sacred space of retreat. Here we go. sit together and I will do a guided meditation and we'll sit together for about 15 minutes or so and this is our first guided meditation and there will be more instructions tomorrow so so let us arrive let us arrive Let us arrive in our bodies, on this earth, in this sacred space, where by now thousands of practitioners have come, practiced, wholeheartedly giving their hearts to goodness, to cultivating goodness, presence, peace, ethical conduct, kindness, joining, joining our breath, our hearts in this moment in time to be present on this land, feeling our feet on the earth, sit bones on the cushion our hands on our lap 
taking our seat on this earth. Support it, support it. Feeling the support of the land. Of the Sangha, our community seen and unseen, present and not present. Community of practitioners, past, present and future. Letting each breath, each in-breath, the entirety of each in-breath, the entirety of each out-breath, be a witness, a witnessing of this moment here. Bearing witness, each breath. Bearing witness that this body is alive and breathing and present. It's pulsating with awareness, not in our heads, but letting the body Soften, relax, release, be present. Know itself, know the breath. Know life pulsing, pulsating through it. Feeling embodied. Feeling our feet, our legs on this earth. sit bones on the cushion on the chair.
is there just a little bit of uplift, a little bit of happiness of being here, right here where you are in this moment. Letting the breath hold witness to this gladness. I am here at the Inside Retreat Center on my retreat. I am here. This earth be my witness. I am here. I belong here. My heart is uplifted to have this opportunity in silence to practice. Oh, joy. Simply present, kind awareness, present to this breath, the entirety of the in-breath, the pause, the entirety of the out-breath, the pause, as sensed in the body.
So we will end early tonight, acknowledging that for many of you today has been a travel day. You might be quite tired. So inviting you to be kind to yourself, gentle to yourself as you're entering the retreat container. And for some of us, it might be that you've been so busy preparing to be on retreat. You've been driving, it's been like driving a car at 120 miles an hour and you, you get here and like, oh, the car is still reverberating from all the preparation. Be gentle, be kind, it's okay, it's okay. Take yourself to bed early tonight and and maybe continue meditating in your bed with the invitation to feel the breath in the body, to feel your limbs, to appreciate lying in bed, feeling embodied, feel the breath in the body, feel the breath in the body as you gently tell yourself a lullaby. Let the breath be a lullaby as, a, as you put yourself to sleep tonight. And tomorrow with, in the morning at 8.30 a.m., there is an earlier sit, there's a uh, 6 a.m. sit, right? Like, did I get yes. the time right? 6 a.m. sit is the first sit. And and the 8.30 a.m. sit is where Diana will be giving the guided, medit- guided instructions that we'll build on tonight. And the instructions tonight. So be kind, be gentle. We're in the container together. Yay, how lovely, how joyous. I'm delighted. So take care. Good night, sweet dreams, and see you in the morning.